0: Have no fear of missing out. The shows about FOMO, you're hosted by a tell you what you don't know. And now your host, I Social Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. It is that time of the year. We have predictions. We have trends. We have ridiculous email newsletters. We have, uh, you know, top 10 things of gear to get, even if you've never used the gear. This is the time of season where I really think Almost all marketing sucks. Um, yes, you heard it right here. Brian Fanzo, iSocial fans, host of the FOMO fans podcast. I really hate as a marketer and I consider myself a marketer now. I didn't use I used to say I wasn't a marketer, but let's face it, I am a marketer for the most part. Um, most a majority of marketing out there right now um, is pretty bad. It's why certain stories like uh, the McDonald's tweet on Black Friday where they quote unquote accidentally tweeted out that they forgot to put a tweet in the in their uh, scheduler. Um, those kind of things really work in this time of year because I can almost guarantee, and I, know I make lots of guarantees on this show, and you're gonna hear lots of those guarantees on this trend uh, topic. And on this episode, we are gonna talk trends to follow in 2018. Not necessarily predictions, some of it will be predictions, but some of it will be a little bit about trends and following the trends. Rather than telling you which shiny objects to jump on, because let's face it, uh, that's the reason you subscribe to this podcast. So every week you can follow the show and hear what uh, think what shiny objects I'm talking about. But you know trends are a big thing. I think we have to understand. You know a good thing for me when I talk trends is I like to study where things have been, where they currently are now, and where they're going. But more so than what the trend is, why the hell that trend is so big. And one of them is that I think most marketing in the Christmas, uh, New Year's. Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Happy Holidays uh, area is really bad. I mean, we have we have people using the um, the the you know the Me Too scandals in their email newsletter and their email byline. We have um, fake news all over the place. We have we and I think a majority of people what majority of people are struggling with. Right now, when it comes to marketers, is uh, their content kind of sucks. They, they they haven't figured out what their customers want. They use excuses like we you know we we need, we the Facebook algorithm changed, so we need to change how we're posting something, or we need to change how we're doing things. But uh, let's face it, a majority of that to me is lazy marketing. It's lazy um, social media, and it's why I I unfollow a lot of email newsletters this time of year. I would say in the last month, I've probably unfollowed about. 40 email newsletters um, because they either jeopardize, they they lost my trust because they overspan me or they gave me a clickbaitable headline or they gave me something really bad and it's just a crazy trend and for those that are listening, uh, this is the day after my Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the New England Patriots last night, and I'm a diehard Steeler fan. I'm still repping my uh, my Steelers shirt, and uh, it was crazy. If you guys didn't watch the football game, or you're not a football fan, I'm not going to talk football too much. But what happened was there was a play at the end of the game that everyone in the in the world, if you have ever watched football in your entire life, when you watched this play live, it was a touchdown. It looked like a clear touchdown uh, where the Steelers would have beaten the New England Patriots. They were, went in for a score at a about with about 30 minutes left but because we use instant replay and because we have technology no no touchdown is ever a touchdown when you see a touchdown scored in the NFL you celebrate and then you go oh okay okay I have to wait till they kick the field goal because that means they can't review it right we've we've come to this new society where everything is reviewed and, and I'm a big proponent of of replay but what had happened was the player caught the ball And as they caught it, they reached over the end zone line for a touchdown. And the cool part about that is the NFL rules um, are contradictory, you know They say if you cross the line of the, the end zone line with the ball in control It is a touchdown and the play ends there There's also a rule that says that the player must make a football move which Lunging towards the end zone is considered a football move for it to be considered a touchdown There's also a rule that says the ground cannot cause a fumble and then there's also a rule that says that you must carry the ball through the completion of the pass all the way through the ground needless to say what I what I look at this problem what I look at the the Steelers you know I'm I'm bitter that the call went the other way they overturned the call two plays later the Steelers threw an interception the game was over New England Patriots won but what I'm actually bitter about or what I I wanted the reason I brought that up on this episode is here's the thing technology is great But if you do not have a rule, the right rules in place, if you're not training your personnel to embrace the technology correctly, if you are if you don't have a strategy behind the technology that makes sense when you use the technology, guess what? The technology fails you and last night was not a problem with the review it was not a problem with the ref- re- officials it was the problem that we have technology to make replays but the rules don't make sense one rule says if you cross the end zone it's a touchdown the other rule says you must complete the pass all the way to the ground no matter where you catch the pass the other one says you need to make a football move what the hell is a football move and so I'm done that's that's all I have to say about football and, and this conversation but the reason I brought this up is, I think a big trend and a big problem in 2017. This year that we're in right now, one of the biggest issues we've seen this year is I believe we've been letting we've been blaming technology for us having no strategy. We've been blaming technology for for ruining things that really were weren't. We're not technology is not ruining. We just suck at implementing. Right, like let's take a look back. Like if the rules were clearer. The referee would be able to make the assumption that every player, every person that watched that game thought it was a touchdown. Therefore, the rules should make it that if it looks like a touchdown, it smells like a touchdown, and we all feel it's a touchdown, it should be a touchdown. But guess what? Technology trying to implement against rules that don't make sense failed us last night And so one of the trends that I think we're going to see next year um, as we move forward is you're going to see a trend where people aren't going to use as much technology as they maybe have this year But they're going to become a lot more strategic with what technology they do use. So one of the things, that uh, you know, I talk a lot about artificial or augmented reality and virtual reality. And one of the things with augmented reality and virtual reality that you have to kind of remember is that they are great, but if your users don't have the headsets, if your users aren't consuming content in the AR, VR space, no matter how great your technology is, the or the, the content is for a augmented reality and virtual reality, People aren't going to consume it if they don't have the device. They don't see enough value in it. And so I see technology being a little bit more, let's say, strategically implemented moving forward, a little less... throwing technology at the wall and hoping it sticks because when you throw technology at the wall um, a majority of the times we're trying to to fix a people problem we're trying we're throwing it at the wall because there's a hole in the wall we should fix the hole and then let technology help us figure out if that wall is even needed to be there and so that's one of the trends i'm 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 tracking another trend is audio audio so you guys are listening to this either live on facebook live live on twitter live which is called periscope or you're listening to this on one of the Amazing podcasting apps It could be iTunes It could be iHeartRadio It could be Spotify Yes, we are live on Spotify now The the Since uh, episode one of this season We are now on Spotify But you're listening to this You know, Maybe you're at the gym Maybe you're driving Maybe you're doing what I do I listen to this on my, my echo device Every morning when I wake up I listen to my podcasts But one of the things that I think We're going to start to see a little bit more of And this might really frustrate a lot of you That are out there We're gonna see a trend of really bad branded podcasts. We're gonna see a trend about really bad audio content. We're gonna see a trend of really bad branded audio content. Yes. Unfortunately, what I believe the way this all works is that we, the early adopters, we see a technology, we see a trend, we see something happening, and we jump on it. Eventually, we either prove that it's it's a, it's a, something that's going to be sticking around for a long time, or it fails, and then every big brand marketer or person's out there is like, see, that's why I don't jump on shiny objects, because, you know, Ello died, or, uh, you know, whatever the, the new technology is. But here's the thing. We've realized now, more so than ever, with the growth of video, that... People need to find ways to consume content in, in ways with, that they can multitask, in ways that they can be doing other things. And uh, here's, the, here's one of the, and I love it, one of my favorite brands that are out there that does live video pretty much better than anyone, Framable Faces, is, is listening to this. And he said, still not rushing into a podcast yet. Here's the thing. Don't rush into a podcast. And a, and a lot of brands, when they contact me, they say, Brian, I just have a simple question. How do a brand get involved in a podcast? I like that question because guess what? You asked how do I get involved with a podcast, not how do I create my own podcast to shove my messaging and my marketing and my sales crap down people's throats, right? Because let's face it, the majority of brand uh, content that is either video or audio or, or you know TV, if it's branded content, the best part about it, the reason it's successful is because Let's face it, the brand isn't the hero. The brand isn't the main part of the actual uh, of content. The brand maybe might be behind it, right? The reason Red Bull all of a sudden created all their content around action sports is because the action sports became the hero. The action sports is what we were the main event for. We tuned in to watch the Red Bull series because it was about the sports, not about the Red Bull can or about the energy drink or about the you no know, pro energy drink, anti energy drink. And this is something that I think I mean this is what you have to so the the trend I'm talking about here is audio. And I think we're going to see a lot of brands launch a lot of brand podcasts and they're going to talk about themselves and they're going to talk about the brand and they're going to they're going to stumble over themselves they're going to try they're going to say it's not going to be sales and marketing but yet they're only going to interview their own people they're only going to talk about their own products and by the end of it you you maybe you'll it'll be successful for a short period of time but for the most part I actually believe they'll fail miserably but just like video like 2017 was the year of really bad live video really bad video as a whole I believe 2017 was the reason we had really bad video this year. I think next year we're going to see really good branded brand content on video in 2018. I think unfortunately, we haven't got there with audio and podcasting and Amazon. We're going to see Alexa um, skills and things that different brands are going to build. And it has to be bad first because you have to test what works, what doesn't. And let's face it, a majority of brands that want to just check a checkbox to say, hey, I tried this or hey, I'm doing something new and trendy. they, They usually do it pretty badly. And, and that's where we're going to end. So I think the the good news is we're going to see much better video, social video, especially on your Facebook feed, on your Twitter feed, in your LinkedIn feed, on YouTube. We're going to see higher quality video. We're going to see video with more strategy behind it. We're going to see video that actually has analytics with companies like Del Mundo, who, is a, who is, I'm a partner with. We're going to start to see a, a big Trend in that direction where video is going to actually be created with a strategy, with a plan, uh, have a purpose. Audio is going to be the other way. I think we're going to see a a crappy trend of really bad audio. I also believe one of the trends we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of really bad books published uh, next year. I think 2018 is going to be the year of, you know, hey, I, I need a book to establish thought leadership, and anybody can write a book and anybody can self publish. So uh, we're gonna add to the really crappy business book department, which is like an overfilled bin of really crappy, crappy uh, business books. we're gonna we're gonna fill that bin up in 2018. and so I, I might sound a little bit pessimistic. 2017 for me personally and my business was my worst year uh, in the last five years. Hands down this year was a, a big struggle for me. Um, I'm actually excited for 2018 mainly to put 2017 behind me. But a lot of the trends that I'm looking at in 2018 is we're going to see brands start looking at artificial intelligence. Here's the thing about artificial intelligence. If you don't understand artificial intelligence, go back and listen to my episode on AI about four episodes ago where I kind of broke down what artificial intelligence is. But one of the things I think a lot of brands are going to happen when brands embrace artificial intelligence this year is guess what? They're going to get more data. They're going to get more reactionable data. They're going to get data that has extreme value. But here's the problem. They're not prepared to act on it yet. The thing about artificial intelligence is that it's going to to allow us to automate a lot of programmatic tasks. It's going to allow us to get in-depth insights on things that we never even knew that we could get. The problem is, if you have not figured out how to empower your employees to to act in real time, if you don't listen to the data, because here's the thing, if the data starts telling brands that what they don't want to hear, guess what they're gonna do? They're gonna blame AI. AI is the problem, right? So this is one that I I definitely see as a a weird trend. We are going to see ads, video ads increase massively next year. I think we're going to, here's one of the things that trends that I'm working on that I I think a couple of my clients are very excited about. We're going to create live video content. We're going to create live video content at events, during product releases, when we're collaborating with influencers, and then we're going to stitch that live video content together, and we're going to make that into a video ad that we're then going to put out on our digital ad display. We're going to put it out on Facebook. We're going to put it out on uh, Twitter, even LinkedIn. We're going to put out some LinkedIn ads and, of course, some YouTube ads as well. Here's one of the things that I think when it comes to video, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I'm the bleeding edge guy that's kind of there, that's been doing it to start with. I think we're going to start using live video and then repurposing parts of that video to to create it for other pieces of content. So if you go live at this event, you go live at your product, Larisse, and you go live interviewing your CEO, why not take that three pieces of live content, already, already recorded, Give that to a production team and say, turn this into a great Facebook ad. I think we're gonna be able to start to rather than us feeling like we have to create live video, live video, live video. Now we need to produce video for our ads. Now we need to produce videos for our websites. Now we need to produce video for Facebook video. Oh crap, LinkedIn now has video. I need to produce we're gonna we're gonna stop doing all that video. And we're gonna start being very strategic with how we can re- uh, re I, I always like to say upcycle, not recycle, how we can upcycle existing video content that we're creating and turn it into other video assets, including video ads. So the first thing I've already, so I've kind of talked a little bit about video. I talked about audio. I think unfortunately we're going to see a lot of bad podcasts. The good news is podcasting data is improving, but it's not there yet. And the average podcast still only lasts seven episodes. Um, This is episode 59 for me. So uh, kudos to the FOMO fans team. We have pushed way past episode seven. You guys know that listen to this show every single week that uh, I'm going to make it to episode 100 no matter what with this show. I made that commitment to everybody that's out there. So I think this is one of the things that you're going to, you have to start remembering that just because brands are going to ruin podcasting, in my opinion, or they're going to ruin, um, audio content on Amazon and Google home, um, it's not It's not that we can't stand out. It's just you have to be prepared to understand that trend. When all of a sudden you see you know, brands that you would have never guessed having a podcast all of a sudden have podcasts, um, it's because they realize that there's so much video content out there. They have to figure out how to get to their consumer when their consumer is busy or the consumer is driving or the consumer is at the gym or their consumer is just waking up. And guess what? The best place for that kind of content is audio. So I talked about audio. I talked about video. I talked a little bit about um, artificial intelligence. I also do believe that we're not going to see any we're not going to see any big changes in augmented reality or virtual reality. I still think virtual reality has a massive play in the gaming industry, in the training industry, and in the medical field. I still think that has massive value, massive value. If you are one one of those spaces, I think uh, virtual reality is still has a whole lot of greatness going on. Um, I believe augmented reality, we're gonna start to see a shift where brands have always kind of said, well, we're working on an AR-VR plan. I do think we're gonna see a shift in 2018 where rather than people say an AR-VR plan, they're going to say, I have an AR plan, right? Because these are not the same pieces of content. Remember, augmented reality is when you put a, a, a layer of reality over your, your existing reality. So think think of it this way. It's it's your glasses where you're looking through. Virtual reality is when you're into a brand new reality. You're, the, the glasses are closed off or into a different reality than we are. They're, the outside atmosphere that we are located has no impact on, on the virtual space that we're consuming. And I do believe augmented reality is gonna see a growth. I think it's exciting. I think augmented reality has massive potential for marketers, massive ch- potential for sales, massive potential for customer service and customer experience. But my prediction on that and the trend is VR is still gonna be stuck in the gaming, education, healthcare space. AR is gonna to start to make a little bit of a trend up. Another trend we're going to see, and this is my, I'd say my bold prediction of 2018, is we're going to see a lot more employee advocacy, a lot more employee advocacy. Employee advocacy growth is going to come out of no, I mean, we're going to see all of a sudden brands allowing their, their employees to take over their Facebook accounts. We're going to see Instagram all of a sudden having you know, a week where the, the one of the big accounts that you follow, maybe it's Tide, maybe it's um, Samsung, maybe it's, uh, let's say, Applebee's. We're going to start to see employees as the face of the brand in 2018. The reason is we've proven that influencer marketing works. But the hardest part about influencer marketing is finding the right influencers because you have to make sure that you trust them. You have to make sure they're trusted by their audience. You have to make sure that they're gonna create content that they understand your brand. Well, guess what? Your employees, for the most part, already have a lot of those check marks. So I believe influencer marketing is gonna to shift to employee advocacy marketing. We're gonna see a lot more employees out there. And that includes employee-run podcasts. So you know, I know there's a lot of people that are in here. I see the live audience kind of talking about audio consumption. And I do believe audio is going to take off. It's going to take off in a bad way, but it's going to take off. We're going to see really, but it's one of the ways that you, if you want to, if you are a brand listening to this, let's make this actionable real quick. Okay. Let's bring this actionable. If you're a brand and you're like, man, I really want to jump on this podcasting wave. I really want to jump on this audio wave. What can I do? Here's the first thing. Have a rule that what you talk about on your podcast is not your brand, not your product. Right, I, I love you know doing things that are way outside of the norm. Right, like if you're a dentist and a, and you talk and a majority of the people that you're targeting are people that are focused about you know teeth whitening and they really care about their their physical appearance, why not launch a podcast about fitness, about um, you know choosing the right food? Um, don't do a podcast about teeth whitening. Don't do a podcast about dentistry or. T- Things that dentists care about because we don't, as consumers, care about that part. We do care about fitness and if I'm listening to a fitness podcast that's, that's changing my life, that's making me a better person, all of a sudden I'm like, when I'm like, damn, I need to go to the dentist. Oh, yeah. Who's the dentist that is, is uh, you know, producing that podcast that I uh, listen to every week that, you know, is changing my, oh, that's the dentist I'm going to go to, right? If you're, if you're a, you know, let's say you're in the photography business, right? You know, and I have a couple friends that, you know, you know, are in the photography space, right? So photography space, you're like, how do I get into a podcast? Like, how do I, you know, do that in the space where it's photography? Well, maybe you do a podcast where you interview high school seniors on what they're going to, to do in the future and and maybe the name of the podcast is the future focus get it future focus feel free to steal that that's stealable for everybody that's out there future focus where you're interviewing seniors in high school on what their focus is in the future because guess what I bet you a lot of those seniors if they come on your podcast when they're thinking about their senior pictures when they're thinking about their pictures for their wedding in the near future when they're thinking about their graduation pictures guess who they're going to come running back to and then guess who they're going to share this with their friends and guess what all their friends are high schoolers and all of a sudden all their friends now have a first name with a photography company that they didn't even know existed. Wow. All of a sudden, Future Focus, which is a photography sponsored podcast that I just made up on the fly that was interviewing high school seniors, is now turned into a sales engine, a marketing engine, a word of mouth engine, an employee advocacy engine, and boom, that is where you go. Or do a step further. Maybe that sounds too much work. You don't want to produce it. Go look for podcasts that are doing things in that space, right? Go look for podcasts that are interviewing uh, young entrepreneurs and say, can I sponsor, can I do a 30-second ad roll in your show, right? You don't have to launch an audio piece of content to be a part of an audio piece of content. One of the things that I love to do when a brand talks to me about it is like, okay, let's find a great podcast to sponsor or maybe co-sponsor my podcast and we'll do a couple segments within my podcast that would focus on an audience that are a genre that you would like to, right? Like, let's take a step back and and just because it's audio, just because anybody can do it, doesn't mean anyone's gonna listen to your crap about your brand. But there are so many opportunities. And this is my favorite stuff to talk about. I tell you what, that's why I get fired up about you know creating like a podcast for those kind of people, right? Choose um choose something that's not what you do, but somewhat related. Exactly. And well, here's the thing: choose what's related or what your audience cares about that isn't your product or service, right? So let's say, let's say you focus on, you know, you work really hard at attracting uh, those in the military or military families okay well military families for the most part and this will be me kind of labeling military families is military families I have so much respect for what they what they go through but I'm sure they're they live on a budget and I'm sure because if they they came off the military salary they, they they've traveled a lot right they care about you know finding their roots and maybe you launch a show about budgeting and, and maybe you're you you have nothing to do with finance or budgeting but you want a sponsorship shows that are helping you know military families embrace a new way of life now that they're out of the military right like you want to you want to take a step away from the direct content that you would normally do and and take it in a different direction so that's a trend i would like to see i i think unfortunately we're going to see a lot of like really bad we're going to you know this is what we're going to see we're going to see let me throw a brand, let's throw a, okay, Gateway Computers. We're going to see the Gateway Computers podcast talking about history of computers, but we will only be talking about Gateway Computers, and we will only be referring to Windows PCs because let's not talk about Apple because if we talk about Apple, all of a sudden we'll lose our customers. Nah, not going to happen, okay? So that's a trend. That's one that I think that, um, that is, uh, Exactly. There you go. Digital FOMO. I love Ross Brand. And uh, check out Ross Brand. Ross Brand has a, I think it's 90, 91 live streaming influencers uh give their predictions for live streaming in 2018. Um I will include that blog post in my in a link to the in the show notes of this show. Um I was one of those 91 people that, that Ross uh I I'm thankful Ross kind of brought me on. But Ross just said what you talk about on your podcast is not your product or company. That is 100% correct. Digital FOMO. I am I'm a keynote speaker. And for the most part, I talk about digital change. I talk about embracing the unknown. I talk about reaching the millennial gener- uh, generation. But this podcast is about FOMO. It's about digital marketing. It's about sales. It's about trends. It's about uh, artificial intelligence. Because here's the thing. When it comes down to all this this stuff, if you if you make a difference, you know, it's that Maya Angelo quote, you know, I, it's it sounds easy, but. If you make people feel, if you change their life, if you help them have a better day, if you make, if you if you make people feel, they will remember you. If you talk at them, if you tell them what they should be doing, they won't remember, they won't listen. We have too much going on. And, uh, and another trend that I see, you know, I'm kind of all over the place, but I warned you guys when you guys started on this, sh- uh, on this podcast that uh, this, this episode will be a little bit all over the place, kind of rolling with what I have going on in my head. Uh, another trend that I, I think we're going to start to see is um, email marketing uh, is going to be here to stay, and that means more bad email campaigns. <sighs> Man, I, I can't wait to do one of these shows and we say, email is dead, but... I think we're like 10 years away from email being dead. So a trend to watch is how do you stand out in your email newsletter? And here's advice. I am the anti-email person, but I will say my number one focus piece of content in 2018, the thing I am focusing first and foremost, even more so than this podcast is my new email newsletter. I have a content calendar. I have a content strategy. I am pushing out. And my goal on this this email newsletter is to be everything that is not in the emails that I hate, that I unsubscribe to, right? So it's not going to be self-promotional. It's not going to be only about me. It's going to be very conversational-focused. It's going to be targeted towards a certain demographic and a certain audience. I'm not going to have you fake opt in to my email just so that you're on my subscriber list. This will be one of those things where if you choose to subscribe to my email list, it's because you wanted to. You want my content. But I really think you know email email marketing is one that is really man, it's really hard for me to get behind because I hate my email box. I think a majority of newsletters are really bad. There are maybe three or four email newsletters today that I read every single time they send me something. Chris Brogan is one of them. He has a great email list that you definitely want to check out. Jim Keenan, the Sales Guy, is another one that I absolutely love his podcast. They're real, they're raw, they're in your face. Uh, John uh, Acuff, uh, is another one who has a great uh, email list. Uh, a couple of people are asking here live. How, how often will you will you plan to email your list? Um, here's the thing: consistency is hard as crap for me. And so I'm going to make sure that people understand that it's not going to be every Monday at 4 p.m. It's not going to be a piece of content that will be scheduled. I do have on my content calendar four to six emails per month. So four to six emails per month is what I am predicting to use. I only do a content calendar for the first three months because guess what? I have no idea if it's going to work or not. And it could be, you know, in February, I realized that that is too much emailing or that is too less emailing or maybe the format's wrong. But for right now, I'm doing email. I have a schedule plan to do four to six a month and with a complete, you know, it's going to be, there's going to be a video in, in the podcast because I love doing podcast. I love doing a video in the email because I love doing videos, but guess what? The email is only gonna be the video is only going to be for my email newsletter it's gonna be unlisted it's not going to be just another piece of the content you can get everywhere else I'm gonna really try my best to prioritize my email newsletter just like I do all of my other content and give you know exclusive yet pr- you know personalized information there so that's another trend I don't see going away I think email newsletters um, are here to stay take it or leave it love it or hate it um, it's one that It's kind of just here, and we're stuck with it. Um, Another trend, and this is a prediction. I believe we're going to see Facebook news feed go away in 2018. This might be one of my boldest predictions. I believe by the end of 2018, by this time next year, you will not have a Facebook news feed. You will have Facebook stories, you will have Facebook groups, you will have Facebook Messenger, and you will have Facebook pages, but you will not have a news feed, and the trend is already happening. If you post to your Facebook today, right now out of your uh, iOS app, you can actually post your post directly into Facebook stories. I believe Facebook stories will be become where our personal posts live, it's where we're going to read about our friends, it's where we're going to read about all the other things that we love, we're going to see Facebook pages being their own kind of group type segment where all of the pages, all of the the brands, um, which you know what? That makes it gonna be really hard. Uh, I also do believe that we're gonna see some kind of combination where Instagram is no longer cannibalizing Facebook. We're gonna see the two of them play a little nicer together. Think of it this way. I think Instagram functionality and Facebook functionality are gonna kinda split off a little bit differently. I think we're gonna see a major push for Twitter. Twitter is gonna focus on education. Hallelujah! Thank God, oh my goodness. I've been screaming this since 2014. Twitter just rolled out a brand new commercial, and I absolutely love it. If you guys haven't seen it, I'll put the link in the show notes of this show. But Twitter just put out a a great video, and it's pretty much like a, a police officer outside on a loudspeaker trying to help somebody on Twitter sign up for Twitter. Just pick a username. And the person's like, my name is Kenny G. And he's like, and the the username Kenny G is already taken. And the the person in the loudspeaker's like, shocker, I didn't see that one coming. Um, To me, Twitter really needs to focus on being the real-time water cooler news feed and give educate people on how to sign up what to follow what hashtags mean where you where you follow hashtags what the hell is 280 characters I think we're gonna see a big push there. Snapchat I, I see a couple of people asking me about Snapchat a trend that I think we're gonna see for Snapchat is Snapchat is going to focus a lot more on the functionality on messenger one-to-one messaging because let's face it you know marketers ran off of Snapchat including myself. When Instagram stories came out, we all ran off of Snapchat and, like, screw this, that, that was too hard to build a following. It was too hard to monetize. It was too hard to build followers. It was too hard to scam them. It was too hard to give them a link. But guess what? When all of us marketers ran to Instagram stories and were excited about that, where did all the Gen Zs, where did the majority of younger millennials stay on Snapchat? because they don't care about brands. They don't care about where marketers are going. Their focus is the functionality that they care about, which is one-to-one. So I think we're gonna start to see a little bit more of a focus on this one-to-one marketing, one-to-one engagement on Snapchat. So what does that mean for brands? That's an interesting one. I think we're gonna start to see brands focus on content that is exclusive for Snapchat, almost like uh, web web video type content. But I do think we're gonna see Snapchat Focus a little bit more on their one-to-one functionality, which is the you know you know you can message each other and it disappears after the person watches it. Disappears is a is in parentheses for those that aren't watching live. Um, I think that's gonna be interesting. Then uh, here's another one. LinkedIn. LinkedIn is gonna start to leverage Microsoft artificial intelligence. Yes, you heard this correctly. Take it. Take it. Take a deep breath here. This is one I want you guys to listen for. Why did Microsoft buy LinkedIn? Well, let's face it, Skype has sucked for years. I mean, Skype, I, I use Skype every single day, uh, and kudos to the Skype team that, that makes it, you know, kind of quote-unquote stable. But for me, Skype is always, the interface is still stuck in the 90s. How you, you, how you push the links out there, how you add people to your contacts list, Skype is still really, but here's the thing. Whoever figures out how to, how to, monetize our data in a way that is authenticated will be a game changer. So here's what I, my prediction is with Microsoft, uh, with LinkedIn, is they're gonna start to use their artificial intelligence to verify or unverify what content you put on LinkedIn. So if you have on your LinkedIn profile that you graduated from Harvard in 2003, it's going to realize that you did not graduate from Harvard in 2003, and it's going to push that information away. So all of a sudden, I believe LinkedIn is going to become the people search database for how we do our search on people. Because here's what we already know. Voice search is the future. Google still owns a majority of search, but that's going to change. Amazon owns the e-commerce search of the house. I do believe LinkedIn is going to become the new people search location so if you want to do research on somebody you don't google their name anymore you will linkedin their name that's why video is important on there that's why they're using hashtags now because what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a better handle on what people are what you what you post why you post and how people can get to know you i'm excited to see where linkedin goes i think linkedin has lots of uh of possibilities when it comes into the future of leveraging the power that is microsoft i also do believe Microsoft, for those that haven't realized it yet, Microsoft is going to be a game changer in 2018. We're going to talk more about. Microsoft's innovation in 2018 than we did in 2017 and 2016 combined. I I believe Microsoft is pushing the envelope when it comes to data. I believe Microsoft is pushing the envelope when it comes to artificial intelligence. They are also pushing the envelope when it comes to blockchain technology and understanding identity and personalized information. Mark my words, Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft is uh, is one that you're going to have to pay attention to. Seems like LinkedIn is pushing job placements heavily. LinkedIn still gets a majority of their their, their the revenue and visibility through jobs and job placement. Um, I think the job market is really weird right now. If you're looking for a new job, like what sites do you go to? There's like 50 different sites, and they they seem to all have the same job postings. Yet you upload different information. I think LinkedIn. I, I'm a big. I'm I'm a big. I'm bullish on LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's move with video. LinkedIn's move with making their Their in-mail client, much more like chat and a lot less like email, was genius. I think because Microsoft owns them, they're going to make an artificial intelligence play. So that's probably one of my other bold predictions. Besides the Facebook news feed going away, I do believe Microsoft is going to have a massive push. So I would say my three predictions or trends that you want to see is we're going to see a lot of bad audio content from brands. We're gonna see a much more strategic video in the future. We're gonna see a lot more from Microsoft and LinkedIn and Skype. And then we're gonna see, you know, this this new you know emergence on personalization. And you know, a trend that I, I really hope for, and, and this is where I'm gonna wrap up this episode of this podcast, right? Um, the the trend that I want to to see take off is I hope people start when you, if you're out there right now. Start focusing on how and why your customers consume content, not what they consume. I want you to start to figure out do people do the people that are, are are following your brand, do they consume your content on your phone? Do they consume their content on their iPad? Do they consume your content on a computer? Do they consume it via audio in their car? Do they do they people that are visiting your your website today what percentage of them are mobile driven what percentage is your mobile customers in the morning versus the night do you still have a mobile consumption during the day right i hope i and i believe that brands that start to focus on that customer behaviors and then t- t- create content from there. Because right now, this is what we do. We create content. And then we say, okay, what are my customers' behaviors? Let's morph that content into that. Let's, let's, let, my trend and my hope for 2018 is that we look at our consumer behaviors and we, we look at that and say, ooh. A majority of my consumers during the day are consuming my content you know, on their phone. Okay, I need, to, I need to focus that anything that I'm pushing out during the day, let's make sure it's a mobile link. Let's make sure it's video friendly. Let's make sure the videos are shorter. Okay, well, look at this. A majority of the people that I'm trying to reach, the stay-at-home moms, if that's who you're trying to reach, are watching videos on an iPad At night, okay, let's put a little bit longer content out at night. So I I really do hope we focus on consumer behaviors first that drive content decisions second uh, in this upcoming year. And then uh, I think last but not least, and maybe I've said that a couple times, I think trust is going to be easily lost next year and really hard to gain. In a world that's very divided, in a in a news world that is overrun by everything being breaking news and fake news and crap, we're going to start to look for our small circle of people and of brands that we trust. A very small circle. And we're going to rely on that circle. If it's private Facebook groups, if it's a Slack community, if it's Reddit, if it's, um, you know, I mean, look at... (laughs) If anybody's played this game HQ, this HQ game, which is a trivia game on your phone, um, they get 400,000 people to tune in and and watch this play this trivia game uh, twice a day. And yes, I play it almost every day, and I love this trivia game. But one of the things that I laugh about it is that they're very open and transparent with their community when the technology fails because all of a sudden they had too many people on there. Last night they gave away $10,000 on this game. They're very open and uh, and transparent with how they communicate with people. And guess what? They build trust even though the app breaks sometimes, even though the technology fails them. They're building trust by being like, oh, sorry, there was too many people plugged in that we weren't predicting. We're going to have to push back this game for an hour, right? It, very easily, they could blame something else. Very easily, they could avoid the topic altogether. Uh, very easily, they could try to limit the amount of people that are using a, a, a topic or a conversation. But I do, I, I do feel that we're going to see a push towards how do you build trust at a small one to one level because brands that can build trust and turn their advocates into or their in, advocates into influencers, their fans into advocates and their customers into fans will win but it's a lot harder than it sounds So, guys, I'm excited for 2018. Hopefully, you guys will tune into this show. Uh, I I have told everybody that, you know, this is the year. 2018, I will do my 100th episode of this show. So, this is episode 59, I believe. Uh, So, it's season two, episode three, but it's the 59th episode total. I will get to 100 episodes this year. Uh, I am excited about that. You'll see a lot more FOMO content. If you are a brand and you want to sponsor this podcast, feel free to reach out to me. I have a couple sponsorship options available for 20. 2018 I do have one brand that I'm excited to welcome on uh, to start the new year so stay tuned for that make sure you guys support uh, brands going forward and and I, and I guess I'll leave my I'll leave it with this you know as much as I hate marketers and I hate brands doing bad marketing people don't know brands that are doing it well unless we celebrate it. So here's my my call to action. This Christmas holiday, this holiday season, I don't care what you believe in, whatever your holiday tradition is, when you see a brand give you content that's valuable, when you see an ad that captures your attention, when you see something that a brand is doing that is really good, celebrate it. Scream from the top of your lungs. Tell your friends about that brand because guess what? If we are not cheerleading and championing the great brands that are doing great things, how the hell are all these brand, these bad brands, gonna learn their lesson? I put the onus on us, the consumer. Don't just unsubscribe from bad email newsletters. Celebrate good, great email newsletters. Don't just, uh, you know, uh, mute different ads that you hate. When you see an ad that you like, make sure people know about it because if we as a community want to enlist our power, I do believe consumers are the most powerful market in the entire world we've consumers have never been this powerful before but if we want to make a difference we have to start celebrating the good not just hating on the bad and even though this podcast was kind of hating on the bad i give you the call to action to celebrate the good promote those that are doing it right and let's make 2018 a year it's about positive change not negative bad news my name is Brian Fanzo better known as i social fans my keynote speaker. I host two podcasts: this one, FOMO Fans, as well as Smack Talk with my good friend Daniel Newman. Guys, I wish you a and girls. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. I will have a new episode out next week. It will not be on Halloween, or will not be on Christmas, but I will have a new uh, episode out next week. But until then, or if you're listening to this in the new year, make it a great one. Cheers, my friends. Let's do this thing, 2018. Peace and goodbye, 2017. I will not miss you. Cheers.